Welcome to episode number three of the Laneway podcast mini-series. This is actually the number one health and fitness podcast to be starting a mini-series this week. <laughs> joined by my co-host, I've never said that before. From the suburb of, oh, this, yeah, you call this it is, a suburb, right? Is Barnhill a suburb? From the suburb of Is this of a Barnhill? town? No, I this is no a idea. station. This is a station. I don't know. I have no idea. So We're in the middle of nowhere. So for those, for the look, I can't imagine many people on the planet don't know who we are, but <laughs> for the people that don't know, we're currently traveling in um, a caravan around Australia. We're on the western coast, northwest coast of Australia, Western Australia. And what they have a lot of over here is what they call stations, like a cattle station, like a farm, right? Mm-hmm. Or if like you're in the States, Yellowstone. a ranch. A ranch. We're basically on Yellowstone. Yeah. Beachside Yellowstone. We are beachside Yellowstone. And they what they what seems to be trendy to do over here is you open up your station to caravanners and people that are travelling and holidaying and camper vans and tents and stuff like that. So they've got there's like quite a few iconic ones. Um, the last one we're at actually Kevin Costner, he runs that one. But he has anyone watched Yellowstone? Yeah, everyone has. Um, the last one we're at was called Ballara, and that was sick. They oh, we're not meant to talk so much. I know. Oops. I was looking at the time, and I was like, "This is." I thought we were they, doing chit chat. Sorry. All right. Sorry. They sold three hundred thirty burgers on a Friday night. They make their own burgers. I won't tell you how it happens, but in case there's some vegos listening, but they make their own burgers and they sold out. They make three hundred thirty for a Friday night, and so many people go to these stations to stay there that they sold out of three hundred thirty burgers. That's where we're staying. It's called Barnhill Station. All right. <laughs> Today's question is: How do you deal? with with the obsession that often gets tied to tracking your calories, tracking your food, weighing your food in front of your kids. So there's a couple of pieces to the puzzle here because some people here are not going to be mothers and won't be able to relate and others are going to be. So we'll kind of talk about your perception with tracking food first um, and how that then relays onto your kids, but also your own view as well. And it really is so important, your perception, um, because because that can, your perception can be pushed off onto your children, right? So if you're going to track your food and you're trying to hide it and you're trying not to let them see that this is happening, um, why is that? Like, what is it that you are actually scared of? Like, I think a lot of diet culture and a lot of the stuff that we see um, has led us to think that tracking your food is somewhat obsessive, right? Or it is bad. You shouldn't do it. You know, you should be able to eat intuitively. And if you've been a long, long time podcast listener, you'll know we've spoken about intuitive eating and stuff like that before. Now, when it comes to tracking in front of your kids, the way that you view it, like I said, is really, really important, but also how you speak about it is really, really important as well. So for example, uh, coach uh, Coach Lani, Christy, Erin, myself, we're all mothers and the way that we have always addressed tracking food in front of your kids is helping them understand the importance of nourishing our body and making sure that we're getting enough nutrients and making sure that we're getting enough protein in order to build enough muscle because that equals most optimal health outcomes. Instead of it being like, oh, and 
kind of just brushing over it. Like everyone's had an awkward question from their kid that they kind of just brush over and they're like, oh, phew, I got away with that one. This is not one of them. It doesn't have to be. And I understand in some, you know, some really minuscule um, situations, you may actually have a child that, um, and, and this is not uncommon, you may actually have a child that does actually have an eating disorder. And that's something that maybe you should discuss with your child psychologist at that time and what that means for you and your family uh, individually. Um, because some, you know, some psychologists are pro, some are like obviously, no, this is not going to suit this child at this time. But I do really believe that the importance of your perception and the way that you do it is going to play a really big role in, in obviously how your child sees the outcome of you tracking your food. And I think emphasize that importance of making sure that you are nourishing your body, making sure that you are getting enough protein. You know, we're doing this to make sure that we are getting, um, you know, the most optimal health outcomes. And if you do feel this way, so, okay, I remember when we got a border collie and we went to puppy preschool. Yeah. Puppy preschool didn't teach the dog how to do the things. (laughs) Puppy preschool taught us. Yeah how to treat a puppy this is when you play this is when you do this this is when you do that this is how you cross a road this is how you have a well like a well-behaved dog and so i would say if this is about us not teaching your kids this is about us you might need to open because so when we went to puppy preschool i was like holy shit i would have never taught the dog like that i mm. didn't realize that that's but it makes so much sense and this is one of those uh kind of conversations if you're concerned about weighing food in front of your kid, then exactly as Ash was saying, what's your perception of that? Why? You need to, not you need to, it would be helpful to ask yourself, why am I concerned? What is my belief around tracking this food? What am I look? What am I hiding from? What am I looking, why do I want to avoid seeing this? Ask yourself that question. Why are you doing this? Why are you weighing your food? Why are you tracking your protein? Why? What are you doing this for? For Majority of people, it will be for muscle growth. It will be for fat loss. It will be some people might not have had a shit in a week, so they're tracking their fiber so they can poo. Some people might have brain fog and not have bad mental clarity, and so they've realized they haven't eaten vegetables for a month, and so that they're tracking uh, nutrients, micros, etc. So the first part to that is for you to understand are you doing this for a positive or a negative and and what outcome will that have now an important thing is to compare the the other option this is really important would it be great never to have to have this conversation with your kid or whatever like yeah maybe you know i don't know let's we can't trial a heap of different kids and then find out which ones turn out good and which ones turn out bad over a course of 20 years but what we do know is the um the dieters the lifetime dieters which is someone that a lot of people listening to this will be able to relate either yourself or someone that you know might have been on a diet for their whole life some kind of a diet from the whole the time that they were a kid their mum was always on a diet their mum didn't eat birthday cake their mum didn't get involved in the barbecue oh no i'm trying keto no that one didn't work i'm trying oh that didn't work i'm trying something else your mum probably didn't tell you well, some would have, but, you know, this is how you lose weight or don't do this or don't do that. Kids don't learn from what their parents tell them. They learn from what they see. I slap Ash's ass every day. And the reason for that is because my dad used to slap my mum's ass. He never told me, make sure when you grow up, you slap your wife's ass. <laughs> I just saw him do it. And now what does Case do? 
Well, he does. He tries to slap your bum. And I say, mate, you're not allowed to slap your mum's bum. you got to wait till you get <laughs> Mrs. Casey and you can slap her. Kids will see you avoiding birthday cake. Kids will see that you're on yet another diet. Kids will see that you're having a different meal at mealtime to everybody else. And regardless of what you tell them, that does not matter. They see what you're doing and they adopt those habits and those beliefs and they become another they can become another generation of lifetime dieters always on some new health kick, some new diet. This might be the answer. That might be the answer. If you've been a lifetime dieter, do you want that for your kids? Do you want them to go through a lifetime of avoiding foods? I've got to quickly lose weight for this pool party, not feeling comfortable, restricting things they love. Do you want them to have to go through that? Or if you could choose for them as a parent for them to to be able to go through a life of including um, both whole foods and soul foods, having a balance, being able to eat birthday cake, being able to bring their children up that, that way as well, which outcome would you want to choose for them? Now, most people are going to choose, you know, I want my kid to be well balanced. I want them to be able to choose soul and whole. I don't want them to um, have somewhat disordered eating. I don't want them to restrict and then binge. I want them to have a healthy body image. Most most people would choose that for their parents. Okay, then let's rewind. Oh, sorry for the kids. Okay, then let's rewind. What habits or what are you doing day in, day out that they see and what does that show them what picture do they what picture do they draw in their mind when they see you doing whatever it is you're doing whether it's skipping birthday cake or whether it's eating birthday cake what's the picture that they're going to have in their mind and how is that going to develop their habits and their beliefs so then if we come back one step further and we say how how can we include all of these things okay one way is just to be yolo you could include as much birthday cake and everything. However, you may not be happy with health outcomes. You may not be happy with things like this. However, if you could choose to have both, have your cake and eat it. What's I've always never understood. What's the point in having cake if you can't eat it? Yeah, it doesn't make it's sense. National Donut Day yesterday. Then there is a way to do that. Now, the human body needs a certain amount of nutrients vitamins, protein, fiber, all these things to operate in an optimal way. And it is okay to, how are you going to know if you're fueling your body for it to grow physically, your muscles, for your brain to grow, for your brain to operate optimally? How do you know if it is being fueled to perform as well as it can? There's only one way, and that is to track what you put in to your body and see what that comes to. Absolutely. Kids, kids won't remember that you weighed your lettuce. Your kid will not remember that you put lettuce on a scale and weighed lettuce. They will remember that you didn't eat the same meals. They will remember that you didn't eat their birthday cake. They'll remember you wouldn't want to have a party pie. They'll remember that you always wore loose dresses because you're embarrassed. They'll remember that you never swam at their pool parties. They'll remember all of that shit. They will not remember that you never weighed the lettuce. And if anything, if you share with them, I bet you you would love to share with them the value of money. That's one complaint you always hear, right? Like, you don't get the value of money. Do you think it grows on trees? <laughs> yeah. Right? We're always, our job is to bring these kids up to best prepare them for the world that's out there. You can't, they're going to see diets. 
They're going to see all this shit that you saw. They're going to get marketed to the exact same way. You can either prepare them. So some people don't, look, I might, this might be controversial, so apologies in advance. Some people don't want the kids to hear swearing, mm. right? I personally don't give a fuck because it's a big, bad world out there and my kid is going to hear swearing. So you know what I'd rather? I'd rather him hear it from me. But know the difference between right and wrong. And can I just ask you, what? how is his view on swearing? I have never heard him swear once. He always, I've tried to get him to swear. He and, won't. And he will not swear because he knows the difference between right and wrong. It's a bad world out there. There's things that will happen. And that's our job as a parent is to prepare them, to get them ready for these things. If we cotton wool them their whole entire lives, that's... Is that going to be the best preparation for what could be a challenging life for a lot of kids? And it's the same with it's the same with uh, like dieting or nutrition, etc. Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more. Obviously, this isn't a parenting podcast, and you know, we as parents only are trying to do the best. All of us are, you know, whether it's do this, do that, don't do that. No, I do this, whatever. We are all literally, I know we are all just trying to do our best and there is no rule book and there is no guidebook, but we're here to offer a perspective. And I think it's a really, really interesting perspective. And like Brad said, sometimes it's really helpful to look in inward. Why am I doing this? What am I looking to get out of this? Am I scared of this? Or is this something that's really going to serve me in a really positive way? And am I, am I going to allow that to happen? I think that's the most important part. And, and allow yourself to go through the process also. Sometimes you, need to, sometimes you need to have a little bit of blind faith. If the people around you are saying, I can't believe I didn't find out about this 30 years ago. I can't believe I've been dieting for 30 years and never knew this i've never literally day one of our program there's ladies saying i had a guilt freezing a burger or, or hamburger or whatever mm. for the first time in their lives yeah. if you know if they could rewind and say all right this is how you feel do you wish you knew this 10 years ago yes okay exactly. 20 years ago yes okay 30 years ago brad that will make me 10 Okay. Do you wish you knew this when you were 10? What, no? You're going to answer no? You're going to say, nah. No, nah, I would rather yo-yo, restrict, binge, and wait till I'm 20. Yeah. And then figure out this life-changing shit? No. Actually, you will say, yes, I wish I knew this all the way back as far as I could. No one gets to, you know, 12 months into their journey of eating unrestricted, watching body fat reduce, watching muscle grow, moving, feeling strong, feeling empowered, doing one rep maxes, doing failure week, going through all of these wins. And part of the, the own, one ingredient of that journey, an important ingredient of that journey, is fueling your body to get those outcomes. No one gets there and goes, I'm glad I waited till I was 50 to find this out. I'm, you know, I'm, everyone says, I wish I knew this earlier. Anything in life, anything of high importance in your life, you always say the same thing. I wish I knew about this sooner. Why are we hiding it from our kids? Yeah. Why would we want to hide this from our kids? I know why. Yeah. I know that because you're concerned as a parent, what am I teaching this child? Yeah. Am I, is it okay for them to see me doing this? Yeah. And I think that that's where it's your perception around what you're doing. It can also be the way that it's communicated. You are fueling your body. You are fueling your brain. You know, you need enough energy to get throughout the day and to fuel yourself correctly. 
And then if that child chooses in the future to change the way their physique looks, to choose, I want to be stronger, you know, I want to be able to lift this up, I want to be able to do that. They now have that, they have that. It's kind of like, um, you know, you go through school and you go, oh, school, they never teach you how to do your taxes, right? That's something that you hear regularly. Or they never teach you how to invest or something like that. You know, I never got taught how to invest in school. Why couldn't that be a subject? We're homeschooling. So we've got Casey, he reads a book a week, but one of his books, The Barefoot Invested, does a kid book. Mm. So we make him, not make him, so we get him as part of his curriculum to read The Barefoot Invest a kid book, right? Yeah. And I'm sure most people listening to this probably wouldn't mind. They'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I think that that wouldn't hurt for my kid to read that. Whether my kid becomes an investor or not, doesn't matter. But my kid has the tools. My kid now has the knowledge and the understanding that if they wanted to, that they could use that to better have a better outcome in life in some way. And this is the same. This is another tool this is another way you, you you never have an issue with your, your kid tracking their finances. The, some of the, the families we met, they've got this card, some, what's it called? Zeke card or something. Oh, yeah. Some It's a kid's banking card, right? And so the kids can use it to buy what they want because the parents are teaching the kids the value of money. And if you do chores, you get paid and then you can choose to use that money for what do you want to buy? A chopper chopper, an ice cream, a new pair of thongs, whatever. And this is ex- this is exactly the same, except it's food budgeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. There you go. I think it was awesome. I hope that wasn't too much of a rant. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.